Good morning, good morning, good morning. And how are you today? <laughs> Hi. Me? Oh, I'm absolutely great because I've only got tomorrow, today and tomorrow. And then I don't have to go to work for a week. Oh, so exciting. Um, so, uh, yesterday was very busy. But uh, hopefully today won't be quite as busy. And I'll be able to just chill a little, little, a little bit. Because one of today's days is National Relaxation Day. <sighs> Can't do that while I'm at work, can I? They could have had National Relaxation Day next week when I'm off work. But no. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, hi. How are you? Are you all good? Really, really hope so. Um, first of all, I'll just say, um, that Andrew has sent in a suggestion. So, um, I'm going to start this today, uh, because Andrew has asked for daily, um, true and true or false questions. Okay. So I'm going to start it today. I have got it all ready today. However, um, I will ask you Andrew if you can forgive me if I forget because you know how much it takes that I've got to um sort of get into the routine of doing things so sometimes if it's a new thing I do forget so I do apologize in advance if I don't actually get it uh right um over the next few days but I do like the idea so um we have got a true or false question for the day uh, so we'll see how many of you get it right. Anyway, first of all, before I do anything else, um, I've got the riddle or the, the answer to the riddle from yesterday. And Andrew, you got that right. So well done, you. Very clever. It's probably because of all the word games you play. <laughs> um, so the riddle is what breaks and never falls and what falls but never breaks so the answer is day and night because day breaks but night falls so well done andrew today's riddle um it took me a little while to get this one um so how many seconds are there in one year hmm I wonder how many of you will get this one. Uh, don't forget, send me the answers if you've got, if you get them. All uh, right, so uh, Imogen, you, you sent me a message saying thank you very much for your birthday wish yesterday. Um, you are more than welcome, sweetheart. So um, I love sending birthday messages out. Uh, so please make sure that you send your birthdays in so that I can put them safely in my um, birthday book um, and apparently you've made your uh, daddy listen to it lots of times so how many have you listened how many times have you listened to it so far <laughs> poor poor daddy um, right let's have a look what else um, okay so I have a fun fact 
I'm not a big fan of honey. I don't really like the taste of it that much. Um, so we, we do have it in the house, but we very rarely use it. Um, but did you know, okay, that archaeologists have found pots of honey in ancient Egyptian tombs, so that's buried, and they're over 3,000 years old, and they're still perfectly edible. Wowzers, that's just amazing, isn't it? Talk about awesome. So, um, yep, that's how long honey lasts. I thought it went a bit funny, but no, apparently not. Not if it's sealed up in a tomb anyway. <laughs> Don't know how long it'll last on my kitchen shelf. Right, sporty fun facts. Sporty, sporty, sporty. Okay, so the highest cycling speed recorded over the course of the Tour de France is just over 15 miles an hour by Lance Armstrong in 2005. And a top human sprinter can reach nearly 30 miles an hour. What? In a 10 second sprint race, but can't keep up this speed over more than 65 metres. Blimey! 30 miles an hour. Who would have thought that a person, a human, human being, could run 30 miles an hour? Even if it is only for 60 seconds. Or 10 seconds, sorry. That's not 60 seconds. A galloping thoroughbred racehorse can reach a maximum speed of 30 miles an hour for distances of over a mile. So for 10 seconds, that human being could be on a par with that racing horse. Blimey. Woo. Greyhounds race at top speeds of 45 miles per hour and they are the second fastest animals in the world after cheetahs. Wowzers, I didn't know that. In 2007, in Brazil, Douglas de Silva achieved the fastest skateboard speed from a standing position. Just over 70 miles an hour. Can you imagine going 70 miles an hour on a skateboard? That is the same speed that the speed limit is on a motorway in Britain. That's how fast cars go at top speed on the motorway. I don't think I would like to do that. Who uses a skateboard? Uh, would you like to go 70 miles an hour? Oh. Olympic, oh my goodness, Olympic downhill skiers can get up to speeds of 80 miles an hour. Blimey. And the world's top table tennis players can smash the ball at speeds of more than 100 miles an hour. Blimey. And in the Le Mans 24-hour race, one of the world's most extreme 
extreme motorsport events can cars race for 24 hours and travel more than 3,000 miles at speeds of over 125 miles an hour. I'm sorry, that is just definitely extreme. Whoa! Race cars, just normal race cars, can be driven at speeds of nearly 230 miles an hour. Blimey! This is just a bit much, isn't it? And a badminton shuttlecock uh, easily travels at up to 112 miles an hour. <sighs> Wowzers. That is just amazing. Um, I don't think it... Well, in fact, I'm absolutely positive that when I played badminton, my shuttlecock does not travel at 112 miles an hour. Possibly 50 <laughs> at the most. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. So, um... Right, I am um, 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 going to t say the true or false question, okay? So, not only do you now have a riddle to answer, you now have a true or false question as well. And I want these answers in. So, a hippo can run faster than a man. True or false? Hmm. True or false? They're quite big, aren't they? Quite big and bulky, so... Hmm. I don't know that one. Anyway, Daryl, you have a joke for us, and um, and it's one of my favourite Doctor Doctor ones. And as you didn't send me in one um, today, Andrew, we've got one from Daryl instead, which is great. Um, so I still have a Doctor Doctor joke to read out. Doctor Doctor, I feel like a pair of curtains. Well, pull yourself together then. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I do like that. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, Daryl. Um, so let's have a look. Mia, you said that you can do a handstand and a cartwheel. And you can always also do um, a forward and backward walkover. Now, I'm assuming when I was a child... Uh, used to be called crabs I don't know whether they're still called crab um, where you do a handstand and you sort of go over into a crab where you all your four oh, like hands and your feet are on the floor um, I don't know whether they're still called that or are, is that a walkover um, let me know because I don't know um, what they're called now Luna, uh, oh, hang on, Neela Rose first. You said that you're ambidextrous, which is obviously left and right-handed. There's an awful lot of people um, who are ambidextrous because, Luna, you are as well left and right-handed. Well, right, you know, um, I can't write with my left hand at all. Um, it just won't, won't let me write. It 
nobody would be able to understand what I wrote. Um, I'm bad enough writing with my <laughs> right hand. Um, but you also asked me if I had ever seen a yellow raspberry. Now, I haven't. Um, the only time I've seen a yellow or green or white raspberry is before, just before they go red. They, they're that kind of colour, aren't they? Um, the ones that I've got in my garden, I've got two raspberry bushes in my garden and they're both red. However, I didn't know whether ra yellow raspberries were a thing. Um, so I thought, I'm going to find out. So I googled yellow raspberries and they are yeah, absolutely a thing. Golden gems, they're called. Um, well, that's what people call them, but you can grow them in your garden. Um, and their real name is called Rubus ellipticus. OK, um, and it, they're quite unique because they're missing the chemical components that are responsible for the red colour. So they are rather unique. I'm actually going to see if I can get some to grow next year because apparently they're supposed to be very, very sweet and very lovely to eat. So I'm actually going to look into that and see if I can buy um, a plant so that I can um, maybe get some golden raspberries um, or yellow raspberries. So thank you for that because I would really, really like to see one. I saw some pictures of them and they're amazing. They look amazing. So um, what day is it today apart from being Tuesday and apart from being the 15th of August? It is, as I said before, National Relaxation Day. Um, so when I fall asleep at work today and somebody wakes me up and my boss is very cross with me I'm gonna say but I'm relaxing just like the day says I should don't think I'll be very popular um it's also yummy yum yum a national lemon meringue pie day um I love lemon meringue pie um I make a mean lemon meringue pie um, I made one, well, I made two, uh, once for, one for my brother and one for us. And, um, when my brother came to pick his up, um, my son was just walking through the, the door and he saw my, cause he likes lemon meringue pie as well. He saw my brother walking out with this lemon meringue pie and he didn't realise that I'd made two. And um, he thought it was his lemon meringue pie walking out the door and he wasn't happy. <laughs> I was like, don't worry, we've got another one. Um, it's also National Acadian Day. Now, what is National Acadian Day? I hear you ask. Well, I will tell you. So... It's to do with Canada. So, hi, Neil in Canada, um, my friend who lives there. Uh, most people assume that all Canadians are just Canadian and that the French spoken there is the same as any other French everywhere else. But that is so not the case. 
in fact, instead of just one colony, Canada used to be two colonies. And one of these was the Acadian region. Um, so they had their own little um, version of French language. Um, and they, they are now, this day, is to celebrate um, that culture. Uh, so happy National Acadian Day to anybody who's listening in Canada who, I don't know, who is part of that culture. So, let's see. What else? What else? Oh, it's National Check the Chip Day. That is not go and check your French fries or anything like that. That is Check the Chip Day is you make an appointment uh, with your veterinarian surgeons or veterinarian nurses and you check that the chip inside your pet uh, that keeps them safe and keeps them um, being able to be returned to you if they're lost, uh, just check that it's okay and that it's working fine. It's check the chip day. Um, now, who did the balloon experiment yesterday? Did you do the, the laminar flow experiment? I would really love to know if you did because I want to know how you found it, whether you, you know, whether it did look as though it was standing still for you or, or what. Um, but I also have uh, something to do today that it's not quite so experimental um, but it is fun to do my kids like doing it um, and all you need is some felt tips and uh, some pieces of um, kitchen paper so you know the kitchen paper that you mop up messes with just a square of that okay and with your colouring pencil, or colouring pens, sorry, it's got to be the felt tip ones, um, you, on the end of each square, so not in the middle, just at each end, uh, you draw or colour um, blocks of colour. So, say, a bar of white uh, a bar of blue and then next to it a bar of red and next to that a bar of yellow how, whatever colors you want okay and then opposite um on the opposite end you do exactly the same but do the exact same colors okay um then you kind of scrunch up the ends and then you put them one end in one piece of uh, one glass of water and the other end in another glass of water and then watch because the, the water soaks up um, and makes the entire paper towel wet. However, it absorbs the colours from the colouring pens and it literally makes a rainbow um, because it looks like a rainbow shape. And it literally makes a rainbow because all the colours join up. So see if it works for you. Definitely worked for us. 
Um, and tomorrow I'm going to tell show you how to do or tell you how to do some colour bubbles. <laughs> so there you go. See, trying to keep you occupied during uh, the last few weeks of your uh, summer holidays if you're in England or, um, you know, at the weekends, maybe you can try these things. But definitely, definitely try the balloon thing. Um, anyway, that is today, um, apart from the story. And what story are we reading today? Ooh. Well, I thought we could read. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Uh, no, I've lost it. Oh, there we go. The Adventures of the Wishing Chair. So let's see. Now, this is called The Runaway Chair and it's Chapter 7. <gasps> the Runaway Chair. Oh dear, that doesn't sound good, does it? So one morning when the two children went down to their playroom to have a game with Binky the Pixie, they found him fast asleep. Wake up, cried Peter, rolling him over. But Binky didn't wake up. He was breathing very deeply and had quite nice red cheeks, but he simply would not wake up. What's the matter with him, said Molly, puzzled. Oh, he's just pretending, said Peter. I'll get a wet sponge. He'll soon wake up then. But even splashing him with the water from a wet sponge didn't wake him up. Oh, there must be a spell on him or something, said Molly, rather frightened. What shall we do, Peter, if only we knew where to get help? But we mustn't tell anyone about Binky. He'd be so cross when we woke up. And we don't know how to find any fairies. Or we could ask them for help. Suddenly the wishing chair gave a creak and Molly looked round. Oh, it's growing its wings, she cried. Don't let it fly away, Peter. We don't want an adventure without Binky. Peter ran to the chair, but it dodged him and flew straight out of the door, its wings flapping swiftly. Peter stared after it in dismay. Oh, Peter, said Molly, isn't this dreadful? There's Binky under a spell or something and now the chair's run away. What an unlucky day. Well, it's gone, said Peter gloomily. Now what are we going to do about Binky, Molly? Just then there came the sound of a cautious tiptoe noise. Peter turned just in time to see an ugly goblin slipping out of the door. I put him under the sleepy spell, shouted the goblin. I meant to steal the chair before he woke up, but you came. Now I'm going to find the chair. If you don't find the way to wake up that pixie before 12 o'clock tonight, he will vanish altogether. Ho, ho. Horrid thing 
said Molly as the goblin disappeared into the garden. I suppose he will go after our chair and have it for, our, for himself. And here he's left Binky in a magic sleep. And we don't know how to wake him. If only, only, only we knew how to find a fairy who might help us. I'll go and call for one in the garden, said Peter. So he went out and called softly here and there. Fairies, if you're here, please come and help me. But he had no answer at all, and he went sadly back to the playroom where Molly sat by the sleeping pixie. No good, said Peter. I didn't see a single pixie, a single fairy. I really don't know what we're to do. Oh, if only we had the chair, we could go off in it and find a fairy somewhere to help us, said Molly. But even that's gone off and left us. Run away on the very day we needed its help. They went back to the house for dinner and for tea. And Mother exclaimed at their long faces. They very nearly told her about Binky, but they didn't like to, for they had solemnly promised the pixie never to mention his name to a grown-up. When it was their bedtime, Binky was still asleep. Fancy! He hasn't had anything to eat all day, said Molly. Oh, Peter, do you really think he will disappear at midnight if we can't wake him? Oh, we must wake him, said Peter. So he got two drums and two trumpets and he and Molly made as much noise as ever they could until Jane the housemaid was sent down the garden to stop them. But Binky didn't even stir in his sleep. Then they poured cold water right down his neck but that only made him wet and didn't make him flicker so much as an eyelash <sighs> then they found a hen's feather set it alight and let it smoulder just under the pixie's nose but the strong smell did not even make him turn away he kept sleeping peacefully a bell rang in the distance. Oh dear, there's our bedtime bell, said Molly in dismay. Peter, I'm coming back to the playroom tonight somehow. There surely must be something we can do. We've tried everything, said Peter and looked very miserable. They went off to bed, first covering up Binky warmly. In an hour's time they were back again in their dressing gowns. They'd slipped out of bed run out of the garden door and gone to the playroom without being seen. Binky was still fast asleep. Molly looked at the clock. Half past eight, she said. Oh dear! They tried to think of more ways to wake up the sleeping pixie. Molly squeezed a sponge over his head with icy cold water and then with hot water but neither had any effect at all. The hands of the clock stole round and around, and at last it was only ten minutes to midnight. 
The children were quite in despair. Suddenly, there came a curious sound of knocking at the door. It sounded more like kicking. Peter ran to it. Outside was their wishing chair, wet through, for it was raining. It had found the door shut and had kicked at it with one of its front legs. Sitting in it was a jolly-faced gnome with a silvery beard and enormous nose, two pairs of spectacles and a large umbrella to keep off the rain. "'Who are you?' said Peter in surprise. "'Oh, don't bother him with questions,' said Molly anxiously. "'He's a fairy of some sort.' Perhaps he's come to make Binky better. Yes, said the gnome, putting on a third pair of spectacles. This chair knew where I lived and flew one hundred and thirty-three miles to fetch me. I am only just in time. There are only seven minutes till midnight, said Molly. Do be quick. The little gnome doctor rolled up his sleeves, took a towel, and a piece of soap from the air, and with them washed Binky's face very carefully. Then he brushed the sleeping pixie's eyes with a peacock's feather that he also took most conveniently from the air, and smeared them with a peculiar-smelling yellow ointment. Oh, do hurry, said Molly. It's almost midnight. The clock's going to strike. Oh, it's one minute fast, said the doctor. He took a black ball from the air, opened it, put a blue powder inside it, struck a match and put it to the black ball. At once there was a loud explosion and the playroom rocked and shook. Smoke covered the room. It had a very pleasant smell. And when it cleared, the two children saw, to their delight, that Binky was sitting up looking most astonished. Who made that horrible noise? he said crossly. Oh, hello, Doctor. What are you doing here? Just going, so goodbye, grinned the little gnome. See you some day. He jumped into the wishing chair, which at once flew off with him again. Binky ran his finger round his collar and frowned. Who's been wetting me? he asked. Oh, Binky, don't be cross, begged Molly. We've been quite anxious about you. A goblin put you under a sleepy spell and the clever wishing chair went to fetch that gnome doctor you saw. Only just in time, too. So that's it, is it? said Binky. No wonder I feel so hungry. I've been asleep all day, I suppose. Oh, can you find me anything to eat? There are some buns and apples in the cupboard, said Peter, delighted to see Binky awake again. We'll have a fine feast. So they did, and they didn't go back to bed till the cock crowed. No sooner, no wonder they slept late the next morning. Binky didn't, though. He was up bright and early. He had quite enough of sleeping. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's a good job they had the uh, wishing chair and that he knew where to go and get the doctor. But oh my goodness, 133 miles there and 133 miles back. 
And then the return journey, once the Doctor had made um, uh, Binky better. Blimey, that's an awful lot of 133 miles, isn't it? <laughs> oh, dearie me. Anyway, um, that is today's story. So, um, I know that, um, I think it's George, I'm not quite sure, can't remember. Um, but I know that I'm getting, uh, I've got some messages about um, the first time I did the wishing chair stories. Uh, they seem to be disappearing from my library and people aren't being able to read them or listen to them, sorry. Um, I don't know the answer. I don't know why they're doing that um, because it only seems to be a few. It's not all of them. So I really don't know why um, why they've gone. But um, hopefully we'll be able to listen to them, the ones that are missing, <laughs> because I'm starting at the beginning of them again. So sorry. Um, right. Okay, tomorrow we will have another riddle, have another fun fact, have more days. We'll find out the answer to today's riddle and we'll find out about the true or false question as well. Um, so I have to say thank you to Andrew for that because um, that suggestion, because it's quite a good suggestion and... Um, I'm really looking forward to giving you some um, questions to see whether you know the answers. Um, so, yeah, uh, thank you very much for that. And, 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 um, I'm going to put a question on the end of here, uh, although I don't know which one I'm going to choose yet. So you'll just have to go to the end um, on, or go on here and find out what question I have asked, won't you? <laughs> anyway, you all have a great day. Don't forget, make sure that you relax all day today because it's National Relaxation Day. Um, eat a lemon meringue pie because it's lemon meringue pie day. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and just have fun, basically. Just have a lovely, lovely day. But make sure that you take care and stay safe, okay? And I will see you all again tomorrow. Bye for now.